The kids are downstairs for worship tonight, so you can you can check them in. You can go check them in. All right, everybody, come on in. All right. Okay, so welcome. Thanks for coming tonight, everyone. Good to see you here. I missed y'all. I wasn't here on Sunday. I was up visiting our daughter at college. So it she says hi. She'll be here in a couple weeks. So hello. Um, okay, so we've got a couple of announcements. One is uh, we are having our ladies bonfire this Saturday. So just in a couple days at my place. There's a sign up back there. There's actually a lot of names on there. I'm very excited about it. Um, all I want you guys to bring is a yummy dessert, fall dessert, okay? So do that. Also, it's going to be, I don't know if you've looked at the weather at all, but it's supposed to be kind of chilly on Saturday. So it's a bonfire. You might want to bring blankets because it might be a little, little chilly. So, so absolutely. Uh, they are meeting here at five, five o'clock, right? Five o'clock. They're gonna um, carpool over because like, we live kind of far. Um, also, oh, October nineteenth during church, we're gonna start a, our first small group. Um, it's called Out of the Cave. Tori is, I saw Tori. I don't know where she went. Oh, she's checking. Okay, there she is. We are not going to have signups, but if you do want to join this group, go ahead and see Tori. She's going to be starting that. It's October 19th. And tonight, Kyle and I listened to a podcast on the way here, and it talked about this um, this out of the cave, what this curriculum is, and it sounds really yeah, it's about depression, people who have struggled with depression, and, and you know, it, it was really interesting. It sounds really good. So uh, if you're interested in all in that, see Tori. Um, and then we do have a kids and a youth event. It's a kids slash youth event, so they're going to be combining. So September 28th, it's going to be 5.30 to 8 p.m. for all the ages, right? So 5.30 to 8 p.m. for all the ages. And then starting at 8 p.m., there's a lock-in just for the youth. The, the little ones have to leave, go home. That's September 28th. It's October. It's October right now. Uh, okay, it's October 28th because it says September, but you're right, Kylan. <laughs> Since it's, it's next September, put it on your calendars. No, just joking. Okay. And then November 6th, um, there is a sign-up uh, for next steps. So if you're interested in being a part of this church, um, the sign-up's back there already. Yeah. So uh, we encourage you, if you're interested in that, you can talk to one of us. But there is a sign-up back there, and we'll take you through next steps, which will be on November 6th. Um, and I think that's it. All right. So we're going to go ahead and do some praise and worship. If you're able to stand with us, that would be amazing. We're just going to open up this prayer tonight. Father, we love you. Lord, I pray that whatever's going on in our lives, we could just set it aside for a moment 
and give you the glory and honor that you deserve. No one deserves our worship but you. Just come, Lord, have your way with us in Jesus' name.
Speak the 
For a minute, if, if I know, I know everybody brings different things with you when you come to church like this. Different situations, different circumstances, different things happening in all our lives. And what I do know is, no matter what is going on in your life, Jesus is the answer. You believe that? So how about this? And I, and I bet, I bet. Now, if you have a situation, a struggle, something you're going through, something that's not fair, something that's not right, I guarantee you probably already cast it to him. As the Bible says, cast your cares upon him. But how about just for a minute, once again, we give our, our situation, our struggles, our circumstances, let's give it over to him. Let's do that for a minute. So, so you got things in your life. Just take this moment and just, just give them to Jesus. Lord, we speak your name. Lord, you know everything that's going on. You're not unaware of the situations of our lives, Lord. And Lord, so many different things may be happening in this room, whether physical, there may be financial, emotional, relational, whatever, Lord. We give these things over to you once again that you are the answer. And I pray, Lord, that you make a way where there seems to be no way. You bring an answer where there hasn't been an answer, Lord. You set things up to bring what you desire. And I pray in these processes, Lord, you give each one of us a piece that passes our understanding. That you haven't left us, you haven't forgotten about us. You're not far from us, Lord, but you're right here with us. And we thank you for that. So I pray, Lord, that you hear these prayers and the answers to these prayers, Lord, that we know and we believe and we have assurance that, that you're answering them. Because you're a good father, you're a good God. Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for the many, many testimonies just from these times to say, at some point, to be able to look back and say, look what God has done. We thank you for that. You, you know, you know, the Christian life 
The Christian life doesn't put you in a bubble where you don't experience life. It doesn't mean all the problems of life disappear, but what it means is our God is with us through them. That's what the Christian life means. It doesn't mean life is perfect, but what it means is when life happens, God is with us. He doesn't leave us. I believe that. So whatever your situations are, keep grabbing hold. Don't let go. He's not going to forget about you. He's not going to leave you behind. He's not going to spend time over here and, and, and leave your situation to, to work itself out. But the God who is not distant, the God who still speaks, is the God who is with us. Amen? Do you believe that? Amen. Amen. Song in itself is not what you are. 
God, I pray that we always just look to you and give you thanks no matter what. That we can just lay it at your feet, knowing that your mercies are new each morning. You are so, so good. we just lift up your your holy name you are so so good and lord we give you all the honor all of our worship father god i pray that we never get in such a routine that we forget who you have made us that we forget who you are that we forget the price that you paid 
I thank you, Lord, that you have called our names. Have your way, Lord. Have your way with us. Have your way with this house. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we're so glad to have you here with us. If you could just go around and greet some of your family of faith this evening, we'll get ready to get started. It's good to have you tonight on a wonderful Wednesday night. All right, we'll take up tithe and offering. Uh, if you have something nice uh, to give uh, in the chairs in front of you or envelopes, if not, wave your hand around. One of the ushers will help you out. And um, we appreciate your giving, your faithfulness in that. And, and, um, Always believing that God uh, give us wisdom and stewardship and what we do with the finances that come into the church, but that what we do is is getting in on what God is doing in, in the work in our church and, and in our in our community and all those different kind of things. So I'm gonna pray over your giving. So if you have something, you can bring it down. Lord, we thank you. Uh, as part of our worship tonight, as we give, Lord, our tithes and our offerings, uh, that the blessings of, of our lives that, that come from you. We thank you for those. And, and I pray, Lord, that we always live in faith. We live by faith in who you are. And as the scriptures teach us that you are our provider. And we don't have to worry about the things of, of, uh, that others worry about, but we trust in you. That in, in that way, we can seek first your kingdom. 
and your righteousness to know then the other things that often take our care and our worry that you'll simply add those things unto us. And we thank you for that kind of provision that each day we have this day, our daily bread. And we thank you for that. So as we give tonight, it's a testimony of, of your provision in our life. In Jesus' name, we all say, amen. If you have it, you can bring it. Um, as, as Margaret did the announcements at the front, if you have questions about that, you can see her. Uh, again, if you were here Sunday, um, <clears throat> I barely scratched my way through the message. My voice is about 70% tonight. Again, I apologize for, for the way my voice was Sunday. It's a little better tonight, but not perfect. I'm getting there. <clears throat> uh, Justice, if you would, you flashed that picture of, of, the, of the sheep at the end of worship there. Can you put that back up for me? I came across this, obviously, on, on Internet somewhere. That's, that's somewhere in Europe, somewhere, some beautiful place in Europe. When I saw this, and the reason I took it and put it in our, our system purpose center, because <coughs> when I saw that, <coughs> the first thing that came to my mind was, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. And he makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leaves me be quiet, beside quiet waters. I believe that in the world that we live in, as messed up as we think it is, you can have that kind of peace in your heart. That the Lord is our shepherd. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. He's going to do what we need because he's a good shepherd. Right? The Bible says Jesus is the good shepherd. And he is, he is with us, and he is for us, and he's working for our good. Amen? Amen. All right. If you've got your Bibles, get them out. Open up to the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 1. Um, continuing a series, maybe finish it out tonight. Listen, uh, God speaks, or hearing God's voice. I believe God still speaks. Uh, by the way, Sunday we'll be uh, continuing talking about encounters with Jesus. Uh, but tonight, hearing God's voice, God speaks. I believe God still speaks. I don't, I don't believe he's silent. I don't believe that once the church was established and we have what we consider the closed canon of Scripture, that this is the only way God speaks. certainly is the foundation of how God speaks. But I believe God still speaks. He still leads. He still guides. He still directs in a very personal way. I believe that. I believe the Scriptures testify to that all through uh, the Old Testament and through the New Testament. So we've been talking about different ways that God speaks to us and, and how we can live a life that we keep in step with the Spirit. God, God, again, God is a personal God. He's not distant. He doesn't say, hey, I'll save you. Now, now, now you get to do this by yourself, and I hope you get there. That God is very personal. He's intensely personal with us. I believe that. And I believe as a part of that, that God still speaks to us. So we've been talking about different ways that the scripture testifies that God speaks. So we know, uh, first of all, as we said, that to understand and know the voice of God, you have to be a person of the scriptures. This is the foundation right here. Anything you think God says that would contradict the Bible, God didn't say it. Amen? Okay, so... We gotta be people of, of the word. And also with that, we must be people of prayer, people of worship, because it's in 
in uh, the presence of the Spirit that we have in prayer or the presence that, of God in our worship, that we learn his presence. And, and that's one way that we learn his voice. And so we got to be people of the word. We have to be people of prayer, of worship, of, of, of some of the spiritual disciplines like fasting. Uh, again, these are not kind of a, a checklist of spiritual things I have to do to earn brownie points with God, but there are things that we do to be strengthened, to grow, to know him, to allow him to mold us. Um, then we talked about the fact, Proverbs 2, 6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So one of the ways that God speaks and leads us is the impartation of wisdom. So one of the best things you can do Every single day is pray, Lord, give me wisdom. I want to live by the wisdom of God, not because I think I'm smart. Now, I can learn some things. I can, I can become smart in things, but certainly it's no match for the wisdom of God. So the more I invoke him in my life, the more the possibility of his wisdom to lead me and guide me and help me is there. So pray for wisdom. And we talked about the fact that God can speak in, in dreams and visions and things like this. Um, and then last week, we talked about how God uses the fivefold ministry gifts, the gifts of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, as certain ways that God speaks. So, leading into tonight, Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse number 4. I, I find this pretty interesting because it's, it seems, and there's, there's a lot of different ways that we see this testified in the Scriptures, that God directly speaks to people, and it would seem to be in, in just maybe even an audible voice. So watch uh, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 4. Now the word of the Lord came to me. This is the prophet Jeremiah. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nation. So, so he's speaking to Jeremiah about the calling of his life, the mantle of the prophet. Then I said, O oh, oh Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. Watch this. But the Lord said to me, do not say, I am only a youth. For to whom I send you, you shall go, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. And do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. The Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, and, and this goes on and on. There's an interaction between Jeremiah and God where God is literally speaking to him and giving him direction for his life. And we can see these kind of examples all through the Bible. So you've got, remember Moses, he's out tending the sheep. And he sees over there, he sees what seems to be this bush on fire, right? And he goes to see this strange sight. Exodus chapter 3. When he gets there, God calls out to him from the burning bush, and there ensues a conversation about him going and get the people out of Egypt, and he, he's I'm not worthy of it, and, and this conversation happens. <clears throat> or, we, or we find, actually I was just reading this in my own personal time today, you have Samuel, who, whose mom was barren, and she cried out to God, if, if you'll give me a son, I'll, I'll dedicate him to you. So she had a son. She dedicated him to the service of the Lord. And so Samuel, as a boy, served under the priest uh, Eli. And, and during the night, 
God called out Samuel. Remember that story? Cry, hey, Samuel. Samuel goes over to Eli. Hey, did you call me? He's like, no, I didn't call. You go back to sleep. And it happens three times. Finally, Eli catches on. He says, hey, the next time this happens, say, Lord, here I am. God literally was crying, calling out to Samuel and begins the process of, of teaching him how to hear him and live by his word. And then, of course, the great prophet Samuel. So we see these examples in the scripture, and even at the baptism of Jesus. Remember, he goes to John the Baptist, says, I need to be baptized. And John the Baptist is like, whoa, I don't know about this. But he said, this must be done. Baptizes Jesus. Then remember, the voice comes from heaven, and people heard it. This is my son, whom I love, whom I am well pleased. So we find different modes in the Bible of how God speaks. But here we're finding that there are ways that God speaks that seem to be very direct, maybe even audible, maybe in a way not audible, but somehow they know God is speaking very specifically and very detailed to people. I believe God still does that. Now, again, just like anything else, you get weird with this. We're not talking about getting weird with this. Like we were talking about dreams and visions. It's not like every dream you have during the night was from God, so i got to go try to find an interpretation of it. That get a little weird, Right? But there may be a time you have a dream that's impressed in your spirit. That was from God, and, and what it means may be straight out or not. There may be a season of prayer and, and discernment with it. Same with this. So God can speak to us in very direct, very personal, and, and very much in ways that give us direction in our life. But like Samuel, do you know... It is God when it happens. That, again, goes back to what we're saying at the beginning, that we are people of him enough to know his voice and to know his leading and his speaking when he does so. Now, one of the questions that always happens is, okay, God speaks. Does he do it like this every day? I don't know. Who knows? you got to see... We, what we know in the testimony of scriptures is not a day-by-day -day account. Sometimes uh, stories in the Bible skip 10, 15, 20 years in between the chapters. And we see these great moments where God intervenes and he speaks and he leads to people like when he calls Abram, hey, come, go, go to a land that I'll show you. And Abram steps out by faith and follows him then, then until you get to this next part of what he's saying. It's a lot of years later. But the fact is that he does speak and are we in a way in a relationship with him that when he does that we can hear him to discern it is him, then do what we should do and obey what he says? That's the big thing. So God speaks in ways, um, whether it's by the, the biggest way, by the way, is, is in the general way of living the Christian life. So, so here's the thing. And this is why the Bible is so important as the foundation. So... You can get so caught up in trying to hear what God says, but never jump into what he's already given you. You know what I'm saying? So, so we're, we're Pentecostal in what our beliefs. So Pentecostal is charismatic. We have a tendency to want to be all out here and very spiritual. Now, we got to be here first. Okay? So the direction of the Christian life can be found directly in his word. This is God speaking right here, right? 
So when the scriptures say, hey, these are things to do, good. These are things not to do, obey, and don't. Okay, so we learn to live the Christian life. But then with this, God can speak and guide us generally in the way we should be living the Christian life. In other words, we should be people who are living in the paths of righteousness. If we're not living the life in a way that we're in the paths of righteousness, then he, you can try to get him to say all this other stuff. It does not matter. Everything that happens in your life needs to be built from the paths of righteousness. Remember, he set you free from sin, so let's live in the paths of righteousness because we've been set free, right? So he, he can speak in, in just a general way of living the Christian life. I believe he can speak in specific direction. So have you ever faced a decision? You prayed for direction. Have you ever done that? Well, how do you know that he's given you direction? Well, well, obviously, you can't get direction if he still doesn't speak. Right? So there, there are things that I face in life that are not directly answered in the Bible. You know that? Is that true? So, when, so for instance, uh, in the three different places that we have pastored, it does not say anywhere in the Bible my name, and this is what I'm supposed to do in that specific situation. It doesn't say it. But what it does say, I can seek him for wisdom in those situations. So we, we seek specifically, and we believe that the Lord has led us and guided us in our life, in the places that we have been and are currently. Okay, so specific situations that he speaks, I believe